T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Witnesses for the prosecution. The MMA fighter and the brave young woman who changed history when she recorded George Floyd's last moments. Then the mom shot to death in a fit of road rage. On her way to her seventh wedding anniversary getaway. It's just hard to imagine that we won't be together. The shooter rolled down the window and fired several shots into the passenger door. Plus, oh, oh, oh. balance board disaster. Look what Brooke Shields says happened to her. One and two. What you need to know before you step on one of these devices. Then, the creature cornered in the kitchen. Oh, no. Plus, I am going to jump out of a plane. What happened next will shock you. And she said, I do, 50 years ago. But will the bride's beautiful wedding dress fit all these years later? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the video that touched hearts and sparked outrage. And today, the young woman who filmed George Floyd begging to breathe took the witness stand in the case against former police officer Derek Chauvin. She's just one of the witnesses that the prosecution referred to as a bouquet of humanity. Jim Murray reports. The brave teenager who recorded the disturbing video seen around the world wept today as she described what happened to George Floyd. A man terrified, scared, begging for his life. It wasn't right. He was suffering. He was in pain. Just released security video shows 18-year-old Darnella Frazier walking alone past the police car, then turned to take the video that would trigger an outcry of historic dimensions. I stayed up apologizing and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more. Cameras were not permitted to record her as she took the stand. Former cop Derek Chauvin stood and removed his mask as she identified him in court. She became a public figure last year when she revisited the scene where George Floyd died. We spoke with famed defense attorney Tom Mesereau. She was horrified by the sadistic activity she saw and how this human being was being treated and how his life was being snuffed out of him. This is a very strong, natural, honest, powerful witness for the prosecution. Darnella and the other eyewitnesses that day are being called a bouquet of humanity, strangers who risked arrest after begging Chauvin to get his knee off Floyd's neck. I believe I witnessed a murder. 
Another is 33-year-old Donald Williams. He's a former martial arts fighter known as the Death Wish. This video shows him in a championship fight. He says he's familiar with a hold known as a blood choke that renders opponents unconscious. He courageously confronted cops as they restrained Floyd. You can't even look at me like a man because you're a bum, bro. He's not even resisting arrest right now. A 911 call he made after the incident was played in court. That was bogus what they just did to this man. He was unresponsive. CBS national correspondent Jamie Ucos. The prosecution decided after opening statements to go with real people, people, the bystanders who were there, the witnesses who watched this happen. Instead of going immediately into expert witnesses, you know, it makes it a little bit easier on the jurors. Genevieve Hansen, a Minneapolis firefighter, also confronted the police. Are you really a firefighter? Yes, I am okay. from Minneapolis. Okay, Bro, you, get on you, the sidewalk. You, 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 you think that's okay? Clothes. Check his boss. Okay. Strangers who fate brought together to witness a historic tragedy. If convicted of the most serious charge, Derek Chauvin could face up to 40 years in prison. 82% of the drivers admit to experiencing some kind of road rage during the pandemic. And for one family who was targeted, it led to tragedy. A mother of six on a road trip with her husband to celebrate their wedding anniversary. Stephen Fabian reports she ended up dead after another motorist opened fire. A loving family is left shattered after a road rage nightmare. The mom of six was shot to death on a weekend getaway with her husband to celebrate their seventh wedding anniversary. You said somebody shot into your car? Shot into my car, yes. My wife is shot. She's cleaning family. I lost my friend. I lost uh, my soulmate. It happened as Ryan and Julie Eberly, who live in Pennsylvania, were just three hours from reaching their vacation destination, beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina. Ryan was changing lanes on I-95 when cops say he got too close to another vehicle. That driver then proceeded to steer to the passenger side where he rolled down his window and fired several shots into Ryan's passenger side door where Julie Eberly was sitting. A gray Malibu just fired shots into a white Chevy Suburban. My wife you know, yelled out my name. Um, my, the passenger window in my car was shattered. I asked her if she was hit. She said yes. Ryan pulled over. Where is your wife shot at? She's shot in the hip. I'm trying to stop the bleeding. I aided her as best I could, held pressure on her wound, and, and um, she stopped breathing, and that's when I started CPR. She's not breathing. You're going to do chest compressions until somebody gets there. Hurry up! Forty-seven-year-old Julie was rushed to the hospital, but couldn't be saved. While I was with the grieving family, they got a call that they hope could be a break in the case. They have identified the car. Um, for sure, as a silver Chevy Malibu. Cops released this photo of the suspected shooter's car. Now the family is struggling to deal with Julie slaying. It's just hard to imagine that we won't be together. Ryan is asking anyone who knows anything about the killer's identity to come forward. I'm not after revenge or retaliation. I'm after justice. Wow. There's a $10,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest. Another attack on an Asian American. This time it was a 65-year-old lady on her way to church. The attack is horrific. And what's just as awful is that people who were nearby are being accused of doing nothing. 
Amber Cagliano has a report that we have to warn you also includes some upsetting video. This video is hard to watch. An elderly Asian American beaten in broad daylight. The suspect reportedly yelled, blank you, you don't belong here, before kicking her to the ground. Then he stomped on her head and body at least three times. The vicious and unprovoked assault happened outside this luxury apartment building in Midtown Manhattan. The 65-year-old woman was on her way to church. Now there is growing uproar over the fact that three people were in the lobby and watched her getting stomped on the head and apparently did nothing. Surveillance video shows three guys, a delivery man and two building employees failing to render aid. The video ends with the doorman actually closing the door while the woman lays on the ground in agony. On social media, they're being dubbed heartless and callous, and the building says they have been suspended pending an investigation. The workers' union claims they called 911. I spoke to forensic psychiatrist exactly Dr. Right. Keith Ablow. When people are witnessing something horrible, number one, they're in fear often. Number two, they're not sure. They're like, how could this be somehow invading my reality? And so there's a tendency to walk by it because it seems outsized, almost impossible that it's going on. NYPD released these images of the suspect they say is responsible for the heinous attack. Nine days ago, this Asian-American teenager was shot in the eye while attending a car show in San Francisco. Her family believes she was targeted because of her race. The recent crime wave prompted a local Ohio town board member to speak out in a powerful way. People question my patriotism that I don't look American enough. I'm going to show you what patriotism, the questions about patriotism looks like. 69-year-old Lee Wong removed his tie and unbuttoned his shirt, revealing a massive scar across his chest. This is sustained from my service in the U.S. military. Now, is this patriot enough? Today, the Biden administration announced new actions to combat anti-Asian violence. That includes setting up a Department of Justice initiative devoted just to that problem. And Brooke Shields is revealing that she had leg surgery after she says she fell from a balance board. That's something you use to improve your core and improve your posture. Lisa Guerrero reports. Brooke Shields is now sharing video from the hospital showing her agonizing journey as she learns to walk again after she says she suffered a disaster injury on a balance board. She says the fall at a New York City gym left her with a broken femur. Brooke Shields says she was using a balance board, which is like a seesaw on a cylinder, when she flew up in the air and came down so hard on her femur, it snapped. She was in so much pain, she thought she would pass out. The 55-year-old actress has had seven metal rods implanted. She says she also came down with a severe staph infection that required emergency surgery and three blood transfusions. You have to inch it up and then you have to balance. Before the mishap, she posted video demonstrating how she uses the balance board. It's important to stay healthy. Social media is loaded with balance board fails. This man crash lands on cement tile. Here's another example of someone wiping out. I spoke to Hunter Jocelyn, the inventor of the Indo Balance Board. The main issue is being upright, shoulders above the hips, knees 
nice and bent. He makes the sport look really easy, but acknowledges it can be dangerous. At some point in time, everyone's going to fall, but the incidence of injury is very minimum. But you're saying everybody that uses it falls off of it. I would say at some point in time, that's going to be an eventuality. He says every beginner should use this air cushion when learning. One and two. Today, Brooke Shield says, I've come a long way since this, but the journey is just beginning. Wow. Shield says her career struggles and also that battle she had with postpartum depression has prepared her for this tough journey. Now the cruise ship that was out to sea as the very first cases of COVID-19 were diagnosed here in the United States. Word came that more than 700 people on board tested positive. And now a new documentary is looking at the last cruise before the world shut down. They were among the first victims of the pandemic. The passengers and crew aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship. The luxury ship set sail from Japan on January 20th, 2020, with 3,700 people on board. At the time, scientists were just learning the threat the world faced from COVID-19. The passengers were oblivious, partying without a care in the world, until the virus struck. The length of the quarantine will be at least 14 days. A new documentary, The Last Cruise, premiering tonight on HBO, shows the ill-fated voyage through cell phone videos shot by those on board. And they've got a bunch of people in white coats lined up there. They're white hazmat suits. It captures the fear and uncertainty as the virus swept through the ship. John and Melanie Herring are on board the Diamond Princess. Inside Edition spoke to some of the American passengers on board. The Herrings from Utah were celebrating John's retirement when he was stricken with the virus. 103 temperature. Um, and no, uh, no appetite. Newlyweds Milena and Gaetano Cerullo, confined to their cabin, were going stir-crazy. Watching TV? Not really anything. They gave us some crossword puzzles and stuff. The 340 Americans on board were eventually flown to an army base in California where they were quarantined for another 14 days. A total of 712 people contracted COVID-19 on the Diamond Princess. 14 died. We'll be back with more right after this. Next, I am going to jump out of a plane. What happened next will shock you. Then, the creature cornered in the kitchen. And she said, I do, 50 years ago. But will the bride's beautiful wedding dress fit all these years later? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's haunting video of an 18-year-old making his first parachute jump while his mother watched. 
the chute never opened. Now a judge has found the owner of the skydiving school negligent to the tune of $40 million. Tyler Turner was thrilled to go skydiving. Fighting back nerves, the 18-year-old taped this video minutes before heading into the air. My name is Tyler Turner. What are you doing here? I am going to jump out of a plane. It's your first time. First time indeed. His mom, Francine, was there to see him off. That's my mom over there. Hello. Very loving mom. Done a lot for me in my life. Hope more that she'll help me with more of my life because I want to make it. <laughs> okay, we're going to make it. Here he is, ready to make the big jump. Tragically, the parachute never opened. Tyler plummeted 13,000 feet to his death, attached to his tandem instructor, who was not certified and was also killed. Since the 1980s, the skydiving company in Lodi, California, has reportedly been linked to 20 other deaths. Were you shocked to hear how many other fatalities there had been there? Absolutely, I was. The death happened in 2016, but the video has just been released after a judge awarded the family $40 million. Paul Vanderwald represents the Turner family. Is it your hope to put them out of business? What I'd really like to see is, is this operation get into the hands of somebody who operates it safely. It's satisfying knowing that we were able to do something. We were able to get some justice for our son. Family says they plan to use the money from the lawsuit to start a scholarship honoring Tyler, who was a straight-A student. Still to come, the creature cornered in the kitchen. And she said, I do, 50 years ago. But will the bride's beautiful wedding dress fit all these years later? Police respond to a home invasion, but who or what is cornered in the kitchen? Police rush over to a house in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The crisis? There's a creature lurking in the kitchen. Nobody wanted to help you, huh? 85-year-old Sandy Ferguson says she heard unexplained noises. Oh, my dog just went in the surf. So what are they dealing with? 12-12 and see if she can get the uh, stick with the noose on it. As one officer tentatively peeks inside the kitchen, the second races around back. He jumps the locked gate and soon sees how the creature entered through that large doggy door. They decide scaring out the creature is the best option. They start throwing things, trying to roust it. And it works. He runs out the open back door. You can just see his tail flash by. He's outside. He's outside. He's outside. So what was it? Yep, that's a coyote cowering in the kitchen. Imagine going for a midnight snack and encountering that guy. We've told you in the past about the potential dangers of doggy doors. Thieves have used them to enter homes easily. And now because of her unwanted house guest, this homeowner says she may have to consider closing her doggy door for good. He's outside. He's outside. He's outside. Might be a good idea. When we come back, will the wedding dress still fit? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, 
the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Finally today, back in her wedding dress 50 years later. This couple is celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary by recreating their wedding photos, complete with the actual bridal gown from 1971. Carolyn and Kelly Gay headed back to the same church in Des Moines, Iowa, where they said, I do, 50 years ago to mark their golden anniversary. So I brought this idea up and I was thinking he probably wouldn't go for it, but he did. Incredibly, at age 70, Carolyn still fits into the wedding gown she wore when she was 20. It's, you know, the empire waist, uh, so it's, you know, higher. And I just felt like, you know, it would be possible that I could get in it. She even did a spin. No detail was left out. Check out the veil, the bouquet, and the unity candle. Even the candelabra is the same. The moment took three years of planning and lots of patience. That's how long it took Carolyn to grow her hair to the right length. I think I started from about shoulder length, and so I just let it grow for the last three years, and I really haven't had a cut. And check this out. She still has the receipt for the dress. It was 40 40 $5 with a $1.35 tax. Not bad for a gown that's held up for 50 years. Happy anniversary, guys. What a great idea. That is Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcast starting May 8th. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts starting May 1st.